It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. The Go Birds podcast presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Uh, We were going to record last night, and then, you know, we just didn't feel like it. We had to wait two hours after the game because Elliot was down there. He had to do all his stuff. And you know what we said? We said, screw it. We're not showing up like the Eagles didn't show up either in Dallas last night. We're here now, though, Elliot. Um, Buddy, man, how you doing? Yeah, I mean, I don't know where to begin. Right? Like, you know, I, I think like uh, a benefit of not recording last night was it's given us some time to think about it more and like, you know, kind of process the thoughts further, like, you know, work them out and stuff. So I have lots of thoughts. I mean, I, you know, I, yeah, I don't know where you want to begin. Like Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, the defense, the team overall. Oh, the fact buddy. It's like, you know, I mean, just... So wherever you want to begin, I am good with Oh, outstanding. It's, it's so kind of you. So much fun stuff to talk about today, buddy. Um, all right. Yeah. I have I have tons of notes. We'll get into all the nitty-gritty of it all. But let, let's start with the big picture stuff like you just talked about. I, and I, obviously, I think Sirianni and Hertz are where we start. Let's start with Sirianni. Look, off the top, both guys were horrible last night. There's no defending any of it. Like, they were both absolutely terrible. That is the worst game we've seen Jalen Hurts play in an Eagles uniform. It's the most lost he's looked in an Eagles uniform. I know he had some garbage time numbers, but it's called garbage time for a reason. I don't care about it. They were bad, but man, and we'll get to Hurts because I thought he was awful last night, and I have a lot to say about that, but, but I'm starting with Sirianni personally. Elliot, I thought last night was one of, among the worst offensive coaching jobs I have ever seen in a football game from a Philadelphia Eagles head coach. The fact, and I know a lot of stuff came out after, but but the fact that they only ran the ball three times, and I know the whole, you know, oh, it wasn't just the running game, the passing game, something all that, but three times, Pro Football Reference just put out a tweet saying that they can't find a single game in their database that has three running back carries in it ever for a team and then you add in just the lack of creativity, putting players in horrible positions at, at no point helping Hurts out. Zero, Elliot. Zero plays with motion. Zero in today's NFL. I mean, 
Elliott, let's start with this guy last night, who, and again, I've been very excited about the potential of this guy. Last night was a disaster for Nick Sirianni, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so it sounds like we're going to disagree right off the Wow, I can't Um, wait to see how you can come back at that, my friend. No, so I'm not I'm not defending Sirianni. I just the the way the I guess I would say the way you're talking about Sirianni is how I think Jalen Hurts deserves to be talked about. Oh, they're um, both there. Don't don't worry. I'll get to Hurts. But, no, but know, yeah. as far so, as I'm concerned, I thought Sirianni was was an unmitigated disaster last night. So okay. I definitely have some issues with things Sirianni did. Like I'll start with the fact the two fourth downs that he punted on, right? I, I think, you know. You, I would have gone for it there. Like being in the stadium, feeling the game, and I'm sure it came across on TV too, but like the game felt almost from the jump like it was just slipping away. Like it never felt like they had a realistic chance to have control of the game, except for I guess in the third quarter, like a little bit, but even then that that slipped away quickly. Um, you know, I, I thought that what he said after the game, which I disagreed with, and you know, I thought it was a poor mentality to go into it with, is he said that. If you're going to go in, their plan going into the game was to try to be aggressive on offense because they knew the Cowboys were going to score a lot of points. Like, I don't know. If I'm a defensive player and I hear that, I'm not too thrilled thinking that you just assumed that that the defense was going to get lit up. Um, But then if you're going to have that mentality, then go for it on the fourth downs, right? And he's been pretty sporadic. And when he goes for fourth, when he goes for it on fourth, when he doesn't, I thought that even with the defense struggling, so in that way, I guess you don't want to give them a short field. But ultimately, the offense the, the offense is the reason they lost the game. And they needed to get things going on offense and not going on four on fourth down is what I disagreed with. Yeah, look, so, I thought that was micro. I mean, I disagreed with it too, but even then, like, that was, was small potatoes compared to the game plan, the scheming, what the offensive plan was coming into the game, the lack of discipline for this team, the most penalties in Eagles history through three games. Like, this team... Elliott did not look ready to play. The plan on offense and defense made zero sense considering the opponent. The whole um, the thing that I was so excited about was Sirianni, Mr. I'm going to put players in positions to be successful. I'm going to play to their strengths. He did none of that last night. I well, mean, Jalen Hurts, like, he didn't help that guy at all last night. Hurts was horrible, but he did not help him at all. They ran the ball three times, Elliot. Like, the, yeah, the so- not going for it on fourth is minor compared to the, the all the other stuff that happened last night from Nick Sirianni. All right, so I let's take it one by one. So I, I let's talk about run, the running plays because that's clearly what people seem to be the most worked up about. So I flew back from Dallas this morning. I haven't had a chance to listen to like a ton of WIP or like read online stuff, but the stuff I have read, it seems like the thing. And correct me if I'm wrong. People are most upset about is the running plays. No, I, I, it's it's part of the whole thing. There's no most upset. It's all okay. of it. Like they, it is so, it is Sirianni, Hurts, and running, and then the defense after that. So my thing on the running plays is, like, yes, it would have been great if he ran the ball more. And I understand, and I'll steal a, a, a phrase that you love to say, like, cliches are cliches for a reason. And I understand that a running game helps the quarterback. I'm not disputing that. I also think there would have been a benefit of running the ball simply just to slow the game down. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the first quarter, the Cowboys had the ball, you know, like, nine minutes or whatever. And then the first, I mean, they, they had it, like, 20 of the first 23 minutes. So the defense couldn't get off the field. And then when the offense was was on the field, they because they weren't running it and they, they were unable to complete passes, like they were out quickly, right? So I think the benefit of running it would have been like to slow it down. But 
and I'll always feel this way. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is, what situation we're in. The bottom line is, if you're counting on your running game to like win it for you or to get you back into it, then something has already gone terribly wrong. Yeah, so, man. So, there's a well, big difference, though. Okay, go one, ahead. One more minute. Okay. So I understand that like the game plan now looks like it was a bad one. Like I don't think Sirianni went into the game saying, you know what, I'm basically not going to run the ball at all. Like I'm only going to run it three times. I don't think that was the game plan. But what happened was the off the passing offense was so bad that they like they fell behind so quickly. And then I do agree with the strategy of you've got to throw the ball to catch up like you have to. And Jalen Hurts was bad. And look, because it's his only seven start, like I think you can parse blame out like, you know, there was moments the line wasn't great. Landon Dickerson seemed to have a rough night like Jalen Rager is just not explosive with the ball in his hands but they continue to run plays for him so like th there were game plan issues but the the main reason that game got away was not the game plan the main reason that game got away was because Jalen Hurts played the worst game he has played in Eagles uniform like and it's so weird because I was texting with you before the game saying like looking at him on the field he was extremely riled up and who knows maybe that ended up being a negative but he looked lost he, he was just bad. Like he was, he had the bad game rookie quarterbacks have. So should he have ran it more? Yes. Like I, I don't dispute that, that once the game got going, like maybe he should have made a bigger commitment, but like they were falling behind. The game was slipping away and I, I don't blame him completely for, for trying to say like, look, we have to pass to get back in this. And I, and I also don't think we can criticize the game plan because I think the game plan got like thrown out the window like two possessions in. No, man. No, you're you're giving him way too much leeway here. The game plan was a mess from the start. And and you still have to run the ball. Just because you're losing doesn't mean you stop running the ball. There's tons of time left in the game. He ran it three times, Elliot. Three times. If you're saying, oh, it's okay, they ran 15 times instead of 30 because they were down. Sure. Three times, Elliot. And one of them was know, a 30-yard gain number. or whatever, 25-yard yes. gain. Like, no. And the best way to help a struggling quarterback who looks like a rookie in a game, maybe help him out with the running game. Landon Dickerson was awful. Bad night for the Dickerson guys. But you know what Landon Dickerson's great at? Run blocking. He is not a great pass blocker yet. Like, he's still, like, a work in progress there and certainly without training camp. Like, maybe play to his strengths. Play to the whole offensive line strengths. Play to any strengths. Dude, they did nothing. Miles Sanders touched the ball twice, man. Like, I just, I there is no excusing it. Like, there is no excuse. Sirianni was awful. He was awful. And there's no way to excuse it, man. Like, it was a horrible game plan. Like, they came into that game not ready for that game. And again, that's not even talking about the discipline, all the penalties, like, all this stuff. That falls on Nick, man. Like, who yeah, else's no, job is it? Hold on, but, but to the game plan thing, right? Okay, so if Jalen Hurts throws a better ball on the opening possession and Reger scores a touchdown, like... Then I think we're saying, oh, look at this opening script Man, of plays he had, I, I, right? Come on. I, I, look. Oh, her, that's just true. I no. mean, they, they had the pass Dude, to Goddard, Elliot, right, to Elliot, start it's the game. One, it's, come on, man. They made one completion. And, and first of all, talking about the game plan. Like, the game plan is not the— like The game the, plan they, is your approach to coming into the football game. It's not just the specific plays they call. It's an offensive game plan. It's how are we attacking this team? How are we setting Jalen right. Hurts up for this game? What is he ready? It's— it's a one look, this a little bubble screen, this like they didn't do anything creative again, Elliot. Like in in two thousand and twenty one, in two thousand and twenty one, they played a game without any motion, zero man. Yeah, that was bad, right? Look, like I'm not. There's no not excusing this. Come, right, I'm not trying to like look. Sirianni was uh, like I'm not defending Sirianni. I just what I'm saying though is 
that this idea that the, they didn't lose the game because of, in my opinion, they did not lose the game because of the game plan or the lack of running plays. They, they that did. That's thing. part of it. It's part of it, man. It all goes but together. It's, it's, it's a smaller part of I, it, though, than I, the fact that. To win in the NFL today, like flat out, you have got to be able to pass. The I ball. agree, like, but you also have to put your team in positions to be successful, man. Like I think you, I agree was, with you. Look, we're gonna get to Hurts. Jaylen, I thought Hurts was awful, and you're not gonna win with a guy like that. But that doesn't excuse the Sirianni stuff. Like that's the point. Like yes, Hurts was terrible, but he wasn't helped out either, man. Like it's they, they are a tandem. It goes together. Like he has to call a better game for this guy. Like he put he didn't roll Hurts out at all. He didn't like get Hurts in any situations to be successful. He didn't run the ball like all these things that could have helped Jalen Hurts through a horrible game. He didn't do any of it. See, but to me, th- like this sounds just like a lot of what was said about Carson Wentz last year. No, no, no. Right? Like, I'm going to rip Hurts, man. What My point, I know, I know, my no, point is you can rip you both. Like you are excusing something from Sirianni because of how bad Hurts was. I'm saying they could have had a good quarterback in there and they still would have lost by 20. Like it was a horrible game plan, man. The play calling was horrible. Dallas knew exactly what was coming. Like, no way, man. Like, all right, let's but, get but, to Hurts. Hold we're... on. Hold on. But this is where we disagree on it, right? Is you're, you seem, like, I believe there were plays to be made there. And you you seem to think that they, they either weren't or, like, he could have put Hurts in a better position. And maybe once Hurts started to struggle, I mean, because it was clear very early on that Hurts didn't have it. Just didn't have it, right? So, like, maybe then he should have adjusted better. Like, I will agree with you on there. But, but what I'm saying is when we talk about what Sirianni planned going into the game, like his offensive game plan on how to attack them, I believe that was severely hurt by the fact that Hurts had his worst game. And like, if you want, we can move to Hurts now. But like, th- that's that's where we disagree is there were plays to be made. Hurts just didn't make them. Hurts, like, dude, I, I get what you're saying. Like, yes, Hurts made Sirianni look even worse than he was, but Sirianni was still horrendous. That's the point. Now, all right, we can get to Hurts because we're not going to agree on this. I feel, no. like, very strongly that I you know, are wrong about tell. this. So, all right, let's get to Hurts because he stunk. Like, again, that's my point. I'm not trying to – what they could be separate things. They were both bleeping awful. It is the worst game we've seen Jalen Hurts play in an Eagles uniform. It's the most, uh, uh, you know, uh, like – not calm, not cool collector we've ever seen this guy. And and I'll be honest, like, as someone who has been very pro Hurts after the first couple of weeks, like, I'm nervous, man. I kind of feel like an idiot. Yeah. Like, I, and it's too early to, to, to condemn his career or anything like that. We're seven starts into his career and all that stuff. And again, I think Sirianni failed him yesterday as well. But, man, there were a lot of real reasons to be concerned about Jalen Hurts yesterday. He looked lost, the processing, stuff like that. A lot of one quick reads and go, and, and that's on Sirianni too, a simple offense. But, man, like, I'm concerned. He didn't look as fast last night, and I know that's, you know, whatever. But, like, he just, he looked awful. Like, short throws, no zip, bad deep ball, like, just a tough night for Hurts. Yeah. I mean, look, I think what the way you said it is perfect. Like, it's scary. You know, like, I mean, because, I, you know, we have both been very, like, Jalen Hurts can be the guy. He checks all the boxes, all those things. But, and and I think there's still truth to that. Like, there is. Like, I wrote this on the website this morning. Excuse me. I wrote this on the website this morning. If you go back to, like, Carson Wentz's rookie year, he had a game in Cincinnati where he threw, I think, four interceptions and one touchdown, and they were just as blown out and pathetic as they were against the Cowboys. If you go back to McNabb's rookie year, he threw two interceptions in a game. They lost 44 to 17. So like 
they're all quarterbacks have this game yep. where it's like it snowballs on them quickly. They can't recover, and that's it. Like that's it. Like, look, I wouldn't have done it, but I I think if Sirianni would have benched Hurts last benched him last night, I wouldn't have killed him for it. Like I think Hurts was that bad, and Hurts was like just out of it. Like he was out of it. And, and, and yes, he made good plays throughout the game to a certain extent. Like there was the Quez Watkins throw was nice, although it was also a great. Great catch. More a great Quez. catch than a good throw. Yeah. It was a little short. Well, Quez yes. had to come back. Yeah, I agree. It was a it was a great catch by Quez, but he also got the ball. It was down a fine I mean, throw. Look, like I'm not I'm, I'm just saying it was a better catch than throw. Agreed. And I, and also like the moments that stood out for him only stood out because he was so bad otherwise. Like the throw to Greg Ward for the touchdown was probably not a throw you want him making if the game's, you know, tied in the fourth quarter, but it worked out. So like there were some positives, but but my thing with Hertz is twofold. One, I think all all rookies have this game. Like all of them, like I, I, I'd be interested to go back and listen to how we reacted, like after Carson's game in 2016. I mean, in 1999, we weren't recording pods, so I don't hmm. know how we would have hmm. reacted to McNabb versus the Colts. But you know, I would just be interested to see what we were saying about Carson then. Was it like, you know, what he's just not accurate enough? Like, I, so I, I don't know. But so I, I, one part of me feels that way. But the part of me that when we recorded the pod last week and and I said my initial thought on the Dallas game was this could be ugly. Like that gut part of me is is really starting to lean that you know what like like Hertz just might not have it like he can like he he's special in a lot of ways he does a lot of great things my concern with him and this is where like hands up I could be wrong because this is what the main concern that people had his arm might just not be special I don't think he has a bad arm I don't think his arm is is a detriment over a 17 game season. But I don't know if he has a special enough arm to be, like, a super special quarterback. You know, like, I think Jalen Hurts can play a 17-game season and be the 19th best quarterback right now. Like, right now, I think he can be the 19th best quarterback. But the question is, can he get into the top 10? And I, I'm just, just like, gut emo, like gut feeling watching him. Two weeks in a row, his arm has been a major issue. Yeah, So. And- and I'll take it a step further. Actually, I, the arm's an issue. And again, I don't know if even, you know, 19th, like, I don't know if he's quite there yet. Like, he's probably more in the 20s at this moment. Um, but, I, I, and I agree. I think, look, I think, you know, I think Jalen Hurts is an NFL player. I don't know if he's a, a long-term NFL starting quarterback or not. And there is still a lot to like about him. And it is his seventh game. And and again, I don't think Nick Sirianni did him any favors. I don't think he has a lot of talent around him. The receiver's... Not great, man. J- Jalen Rager doesn't get open. Devontae Smith didn't have a great night. The offensive line was beat up and bad, and we'll get to all of that in more depth. But I, I do think that not only am I-, I-, I concerned about the arm, the zip, the-, the tight windows throws, but we don't know if he can process or not because they won't let him. Like, the offense is so simple with the one read and the go or the this or the that. Like, I don't know if Jalen Hurts can stand back in a pocket, survey the field, read all the things that are happening, and make the right decision because we haven't seen him have to do it. And, like, that's a concern that they're not, A, letting him do it, and, B, that, you know, I, based on what we're seeing now, I, I feel like there's probably a reason they're not letting him do it. And that that is even maybe a bigger concern. And, and they're both concerns, but... But the idea that we don't know if he can, you know, do that yet. And that's such a big part of being a quarterback. And that was really my biggest question about him coming in is because I thought, you know, physically, athletically, mental, all that stuff, it's it's can he process? Can he read the field quickly? Can he see everything that's happening in a quick manner? And maybe he can, maybe, but we're certainly not giving the chance to see it because they're not even letting him do it. Yeah, I don't I don't know the answer to that one. You know, like I, I feel like with a lot of 
the game, we can look at it with, with our eyes, obviously, and, you know, say like, <laughs> okay, I can tell that's not a good throw or he's consistently missing that throw. When it comes to processing stuff, it's just, you know, I, I don't know the answer to that right now. But what I will say is you hear that he's very smart football wise. He's played for great head coaches. Now, granted, Nick Saban moved on from him, but still like he went to Lincoln Riley, who, you know, is certainly like, if not the quarterback guru of college football now, like he's, he's up there, right? Like the guys that come out of there, Baker, Kyler, like all those guys. Right. So I just don't know the answer to that. Now, to your point about Nick Sirianni, not letting him, th that's an interesting one, right? Now what, what Nick Sirianni says at the podium often is there's a lot of options on different plays. Like, and that was one of his reasons, or it was Jason Kelsey, I believe said this, like, that's one of the reasons they were in a ton of runs is because there were a lot of RPOs where Hertz had like options on what he wanted to do. And he and he didn't run it or he didn't hand it to Miles Sanders. So, you know, I, I don't know the answer to that. But, yes, it's a, it's a clear thing that has to happen. The, the only reason I would be a little less concerned is and we've talked about this when saying why we, we you know, I, I guess I'll say still excited about what Jalen Hurts can be like. He is only 24 or 23 or whatever it is. Like yeah. he, he can. I think you can improve that type of stuff. And to your point, like I'm not as critical on Sirianni as you are right now, but. You know, I mean, if, if you think Sirianni has a bad game plan, like then then there might not be, even be much for Hertz to like process. Right. Like guys just might not be open. So I think that my bigger concern with Hertz is and it's his arm. Like that's my concern with Hertz. I think that the processing stuff, I think he if he's not good at it now, I think he can learn it. But the the arm to me through two weeks and I downplayed it last week and I was probably wrong. But like the arm to me. It looks like the the thing that would hold him back. Yeah, and again, I think both are the big concerns with him right now, and and we're gonna find out. And I I agree, the arm is definitely certainly for the tight window throws, the zip throws. We saw a lot of short stuff, a lot of you know kind of soft throws, and also telegraphing throws. I mean, Trayvon Diggs, I know that he knows Devonte Smith and all that, but like he jumped almost every route, and you could see like they were even pointing out in the broadcast. I know you were at the game, so you didn't see it, but they were pointing out in the broadcast. So like Ryan Greasy was like, look, he's just reading Jalen Hurts' eyes. He's just looking at Jalen Hurts, and he's seeing exactly what he's doing, and he's jumping it. And like that stuff's bad too, you know? So And again, a lot of this can be that he is inexperienced. He doesn't have all those reps and all that, but there are real signs for concern. And look, you know what? We have been high on Hurts on this pod, but, you know, we know that there's still the chance that he's not the right guy. And, and the Eagles actions so far have, have really shown us that they are not sure that he's the right guy either, as, as we know by them yeah. being on Watson and all the stuff they've done. So, um, yeah, so, it's, it's a real concern. So I actually, in, like, I thought the worst throw, and to me the thing that shows the the big problem with Hurts right now, it, you know, you can argue the Jalen Rager throw early in the game, although I will say there was a safety over the top. So It was a bad you know, route by Rager, too. Yeah, so regardless, bad throw, you know, not surprising at all. It's a bad route from Reger. But to me, the throw that, like, is the red flag, like, oh, my God, this guy might not have it. The throw before the t the pick six to uh, Diggs. The Dallas so Goddard one? The Dallas Goddard one. If you remember, I think the first play of the drive was the same play to Goddard to the left the side, side of the field. Yeah. He hits him pretty much in stride. Goddard's able to get yards after the catch. At this point, they're only down seven, I believe. And like they're or they're still in it somewhat. Maybe they're down 14, but they're they're at least like alive. You get the throw to Goddard. You're you know it's saying okay, here goes the offense. The next play, other side of the field. It was probably the same exact play, just flipped. Goddard's wide open along the right side, 
and maybe he should have caught it, but it's a throw that shouldn't have been a tough catch. Like he just missed him. He just flat out missed him. And like, then the next play of course is the Diggs interception. And who knows if Goddard catches that maybe Diggs picks the next playoff anyway, right? Like it, it was just that kind of night. But if he completes that throw, which is a routine throw, you know, then the offense is moving again. So, like, that's why, and I know it's just one throw, and you're right that on a larger scale, Sirianni was not good last night. But it's throws like that that make me think maybe it's, you know, maybe Sirianni is getting guys open and we're not seeing him or Hertz isn't doing it. I don't know. But that that throw to me was, like, the big red flag poster of, like, why there should be some concern about Hertz. Yeah. Uh, and again, I, I don't know how you come out of last night not concerned about both. Like, I, and again, I'm not oh, I'm concerned about Syria. No, I We're know you are. I know you are. We're going to get into everything. Yep. I'm just not as concerned as you are about the running plays. Right. That's and and in general, like, I don't know. And again, it's three games in Nick Sirianni's career. I told you I expected, you know, stumblings and, and you know, some some bad games and all that. But, but and only, you know, a short time in a Hertz's career. And, you know, everyone has a bad night and things can snowball, but... But there were a lot of, of real issues last night and, and how they correct those now those are fixed moving forward are going to be important because, like, you know, Nick Sirianni so far, you know, we had that amazing first week. He has yet to adjust to the league. The league's adjusted to Nick Sirianni. He has not adjusted to the league so far. So it's going to be really fascinating to see what that guy has and, and how he reacts to this. All right, I want to get to, like, there's so many different things I want to get to in terms of, of specific players, specific things. Um Let's start with uh, let's start with the defense because we haven't talked at all about the defense. I, I think that look um, on a macro scale, and we'll get some specific players like the dumbest eagle that I remember. But <laughs> um, just in a macro sense, I mean, you know, Gannon's defense looked I thought really good the first two weeks. And granted, Atlanta not a very good offense, but um, I, I know they were on the field a lot early on. But man, just. Uh, a, an embarrassing night for that defense in terms of of just over and over and over again getting knife through buttered. And I agree the offense a bigger problem and the offense being so bad and, and the defense being on the field definitely contributed to it. But we can't, we'd be remiss if we just talk about Hurts and Sirianni and don't talk about how bad that defense yeah. was last night. Yeah, for sure. Last statement, just to get it out there, then I will talk about the defense. I just want to say I have more concern about Sirianni moving forward than I do Jalen Hurts. Okay, just so there you go. Yeah. I do too, for what it's worth. Yeah, I do. Again, and we disagree on the running thing, but I am with you on okay. like... All right, good, good, good. Yes, okay. So the defense. So I wanted to tweet this last night, but I was afraid people would make fun of me on Twitter. So let me tell you an observation <laughs> Real quick, real quick. Can I just tell you how many times I have not tweeted something for that exact reason? And I tweet yeah. way less than you, so I probably think about it even more than you do when I do it because I it's a less percentage. I do that all right. the time. I, I At one point last night, I had like... Four different times where I tweeted the same thing and didn't tweet it. So I feel like well, especially when it's like X's and O's stuff where I'm like, I'm gonna tweet it and someone's gonna be like, oh, you fuck, or you know, like you idiot, whatever. So Dunk on you. My observation watching it live, and I don't think this came across on TV just because of the angle. So I'm in the press box behind the end zone, so I'm seeing like the all 22 view essentially. Like the defensive line. Like, no surprise. Like, I'm not shocked at all they, they ran all over the defense. Like, I don't, it was basically like a wide nine. Like, there were, like, huge, huge holes in the middle of the defense. Just, like, the, I mean, it was unreal. I'm watching this, and I'm like, no wonder they're getting five, six yards of carry. Like, I could have gotten four or five yards, like, moving up. Like, there was just no – and that's on the linebackers, too. Like, the linebackers have to be better. But overall, I thought, like, that was – a microcosm or just like a, you know, I guess my word today I'm using is like a red flag poster thing. Like 
the defense was just soft. Like there was no aggression. There was no creativity. There was no blitzing. Like they just sat back and let the Cowboys just kind of do what they wanted. Like, you know, uh, on the outside, they were giving them a ton of space. And then in the middle, like I said, like there were just huge holes, like just massive holes. I'm sitting in the press box and I'm like, am I missing something? Like, is this like a new scheme I haven't heard of? Like what, what is happening here? And so, you know, I, again, I'll give them credit that like, to what you talked about with the, the offense not helping them, I think that's a huge part of it. Like It's kind of like when Chip's offense used to be off the field all the time, and then Billy Davis's defense were always terrible because Chip never helped him. I think there was a little bit of that, of that going on. And the defense did score the only touchdown. They did keep him out of the end zone on that fourth down. But, like, yeah, I mean, this is what I said last week. Like, I thought the defense was due for a clunker. And apparently Sirianni agreed since his whole game plan was, like, we're going to be in a shootout. I know. And let's be real. Like, we can all – we watch the game, I mean, and things can change over the course of a season, but Dallas's offense is is so much better than anything else in the NFC East right now. Like, nothing's yes. even close. And guess what? Dallas's defense, not as bad as it's been. I mean, they're fast. No. They fly around. And I know the Eagles were awful, so it made them look better, but they're better. Trayvon Diggs is a, is a dude. Micah Parsons is a lot better, quicker than I expected. Like, all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I the defense was just, and again, there are excuses early on, but just as the game goes on, and man, they really miss BG. That that really showed up in it. Look, yeah. guys like, I mean, Eric Wilson, what a disappointment that guy's been so far. Marcus Epps having to step in makes the one play and then is a disaster for the rest of the game. I mean, I mean Anthony Harris is invisible. Anthony Harris, like, they've been very deficient on the back end. You lose Brandon Graham. I mean, shout out to John Hargrave, obviously. Everything we say about the defense, that is the one guy who... <laughs> <laughs> who none of yeah. it is about. I mean, what a game that guy played. Without him, they probably lose by 30 instead of 20. Um, but, man, just just across the board, and I, I mentioned it before, man, I, I like Derek Barnett might be the dumbest football player I've ever seen in an Eagles uniform. Man, he's up there. He has more, I, I couldn't believe this when I heard it today. He has more penalties in his career than sacks, like personal, pen, personal foul penalties. Like, he is a – he is – uh, like a, a moron out there. And I know the video clip got caught, which probably isn't great, of, of Gannon and Sirianni talking about, and it's always him. What well, is always him? Yeah, it's always I him. It's fine. I mean, it sucks it came out for Sirianni, but it, it's not even just the fact that he says it's always him. Like, the anger in, on, his, yeah. on his face when he says that. Like, you can just tell it's, like, so much built-up frustration of, like, it's always him. Like, and it is. It's always him. I mean... It just it like Sirianni's right. Like we can rip Sirianni at the beginning of the press. Or, I mean, beginning of this pot all we want. Like good call by him there. Like he was right about that <laughs> one. Like, it's always him. And you know, with the Barnett thing, it's almost. I don't want to say it's pointless to talk about, but like he's not going to change. Like it just clearly, is who he is. clearly, so, yes. Especially yeah. after the San Francisco game, where it's a talking point that was such a massive penalty in that game, such a big moment that after the game, the reporters, you guys, ask Sirianni about it and say, how do you deal with a guy like this who's had all these issues in the past and then does it again? And Sirianni's like, well, I can't do anything from before I was here, but, you know, we're going to talk about it. And then he goes out and does what he did last night. Like, like that's on you then. You know, I know it's on Barnett, what but it's also do? on the coaching staff. Like, I would sit him the next time it happens. Like, I would sit him for an extended period of time. I know it's not ideal because you don't have a lot of players left after yeah, losing Graham and all that, but, like, I don't care. Like, this guy is a detriment to your team. Like, it is more it is more valuable to send a message to this guy than it is to have him on the field in these situations as far as I'm concerned. Because this is, like, yeah. you can't keep doing this. Well, I also, 
I mean, there's just so much to get into. But, like, also they started Milton Williams over Josh Sweat, yeah. which, you know, that could be, like, a personnel package thing, but that was weird. Weird. Like, weird. I don't know. I get it to start of the well, game, but, like, you literally just paid Josh Sweat. I'm really like, happy you brought this up because this is something I wanted to bring up to you, and I don't know if it's, you know, in certain situations we've talked about it being a Howie, a Howie issue in the past with wanting to play higher draft picks and all that type of stuff, and I don't know, but there are, and if it's on the coaching staff, then, Man, because there are a few of these. I mean, the fact that Jalen Rager is playing more than Quez Watkins is an absolute joke. It is embarrassing. Quez Watkins is easily the most dynamic weapon this offense has. Like, period. That's it. Like, maybe Miles Sanders. Very dynamic, too. But I agree with you. I mean, Jalen, you said it before, but it is clear. Whether it's on a punt return, whether it's on a bubble screen, whatever. Like, there is no burst to Jalen Rager. That guy is not a dynamic athlete on the field. He doesn't he's just make anybody not. miss. He's just not. He doesn't make anyone miss. He's not that fast. Yeah. Like, Quez Watkins, you see it immediately. You see it immediately. The fact that he's playing, like, half the snaps of Rager, like, what is that? Like, is that is that, that Rager was a first-round pick? Because that's what it's been in the past, and that's an issue. And then Zach Ertz playing as ma- basically as many snaps as Dallas Goddard. What the bleep is that? I mean, Dallas Goddard is a far better player right now, and I fought that, but it is just a fact. And to your point, Josh Sweat not getting these snaps on defense with Brandon Graham out. I mean, I I just, there have been so many of these, like, why that guy over that guy that make no sense, Elliot? Yeah. No, I mean, look. (laughs) I I mean, yeah, right? (laughs) Um, I agree. I almost don't even have a counter. Like, yeah, yeah, like, Quez should be out there more. Like, Goddard, I mean... I think you make the argument Goddard's been their most consistent offensive player through three games. Sure. Like, it seems like whenever he has the ball, good things have happened, right? Like, now it hasn't been a ton because they're just not getting it to him a ton, but like, he's been good after the catch. He has that, he had that nice red zone touchdown. He had the catch against the uh, Niners that got him to the one yard line. Like, I would get Goddard more involved. And Quez, like, yeah, I would throw it down to Quez, throw it down the field more to Quez. Now, maybe they're trying and. It's not there. Hurts is, but he's still like, paying like half the half, half the snaps of regular. Yeah, like, I agree. It's we don't dumb. know what's it's happening dumb. on the plays, out. right? But we can see the snap counts. Like there is zero reason Jalen Rager should play more than Quez Watkins. Zero. I agree. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. The the other thing I was gonna say about the penalties is what's what's wild about the penalties is it's not like one thing. It's not like it's yeah. oh it's the rookies. It's nope. not like Milton Williams and Devontae Smith and you know who at like. Kayvon Wallace, like, doing it, right? It's, like, it's veterans. It's veterans on the offensive line. I think they had, you know, like, a ton of penalties last night. I think it was 13 penalties last night. And did anybody have two? Like, maybe Lane had two? But I, I, it wasn't, like, you know, one guy. I think Dillard had two. So, like, there was a little bit of doubling up, but it certainly wasn't, like, one guy or three guys. It was all of them. Like, and it's veterans, and it's young guys. And, like, you know, they were a bad, they were a bad team last year when it comes to penalties, so part of me is like, maybe it's the roster, but the bottom line is just like what, when I say with Howie, like you either going to give him all the blame or all the credit, like this falls on Sirianni. Yep. Like it falls on the head coach. Without like, question. They, they look like a sloppy team now. Like I just said, you know, Sirianni can't go out there and do it for them, you know? And I think you saw the frustration on his face with Barnett that he is trying to teach them these things. And we, I saw it in training camp. Like he really emphasizes small details. So Unlike Doug, I thought Doug got a little lazy towards the end of his career. But Sirianni, I know, is emphasizing these things, and they're still doing it. So, like, again, it falls on Sirianni. They looked like an unprepared, sloppy team. But when you consider the fact that they were this last year as well under another head coach, like, 
you know, I think part of this falls on Howie too. Like he's the one that brings these guys in. He's the one that pays them. Like ultimately the players on the, like Sirianni coaches the roster. The players on the roster are Howie's fault. And like, it's the same players last year doing it. So it, it it's on Sirianni ultimately, but you know, this is, it's just a mess because it's not an easy fix. It's not one thing. It's like players that are veterans that are doing this and you know, I mean, say Malu's out now, so he won't be committing any more penalties. But like, he had a penalty last night that negated a big play. So it, you know, I don't, I don't know what you do if you're Sirianni. Like, you yeah. can't bench everyone. No, I get it, but at the same time, I agree with you. Like, I don't know what you do now, but you know, for a guy who's brought in because of fundamentals, because of you know, getting back to these basics and teaching and and being a tight, well-run ship, right? Like that was the the whole kind of thing here. And and I get it. Like I'm with you. I think Howie deserves blame too, and and it is on the players, but. But even if you're seeing Sirianni do that, then that message isn't getting through. You know, then then he has to still, like you said, it's still on him. He has to take the blame. Like, his team is going out and committing the most penalties an Eagles team has ever committed in, th- in the first three weeks of a season. Ever. Ever. Yeah. You know, and it's... And it's and like you said, it's week after week, and it's all facets of the game. And and some of the stuff is like, look, like Jalen Hurts has to know better on those RPOs that you know you got to get rid of the ball quicker. Like you, the offensive linemen don't know; they're not looking at you. Yeah, like like a penalty on that Dillard. Is, that right. is, yeah, yeah. They, two. They had two of those. There was one on Dickerson, one on Diller. Like that is on yeah. Jalen Hurts. Like you got to know that, dude. You either got to run because it's a running play, and they're running downfield, or you got to get rid of the ball quicker. Like one or the other. That's on you. So I, I get that some of that stuff's gonna happen, but that's still coaching. That's that's Jalen Hurts. Hurts knowing to do better. He has to know to get rid of that. That comes back to Sirianni too. And again, just the the overall sloppiness that we see across the board. I, I agree with you. I, I don't know what Sirianni does about it right now to fix it, but it still has to fall on him. Like he's the head so, coach. This is a sloppy team. If it were last year, we would have ripped Doug for it. Well, so here's where I'm at with Sirianni. Like, you know, we'll at one point in this pod talk about you know, the, the rest of the season and all that stuff. And like, will they still win the division? Like, you know, like, I, no, right. I, no, they will not. Uh, yes. Well, <laughs> the Dallas okay. Cowboys I, are winning this division unless that gets hurt. Yeah. The, the Cowboys are way better than I thought. Way better. Be. way better. Way better. Way better. Like now, they're legit. The Dallas Giants is legit. Washington are bad, but like, yeah, no, it's, I, it's Dallas is going to run away with this division. As far as I'm concerned. Agreed. I think, I still think the Eagles are the second best team in the division, but, but regardless, like, Sirianni's in some trouble, mm-hmm. you know, because because like what he has, what what he doesn't have is like a resume and like the same type of like confidence and like stuff to lean on that other coaches have had. Like Doug started three and oh, you know, like he got off to a good start. Chip won the division his first year. Right. Like and maybe Sirianni, who knows, like you said, maybe Dak gets hurt, like whatever. But it's it could get ugly. And I'm saying this is somebody that defended them all offseason, said I thought they'd be good. Like, this could get ugly. Like, they play the Chiefs next week. Who knows what could happen? I mean, you know, I think it's going to get ugly, Elliot. That's where I'm at right now. I mean, like, I don't think they'll end up 1-6, but, like, they're going to be favored to be 1-6. They're going to be an underdog in each of the next four games against teams with better records than them, like two 3-0 and teams, the, the Raiders and the, the Panthers, the easiest yeah, the ones worst are, are team they're going to play the Chiefs, record-wise. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Uh, I, I, I don't think they end up 1-6. I think they steal one in there, but I think they're going to be 2-5. Like, I think that's how it plays out, and and that, that's bad, like you said, for Sirianni. And you know what? It should be bad for Howie, too. Like, I'm sorry, like... Here we are, yeah, buddy. Right. I mean, especially if you hired Sirianni. I know it's a Lori hire, but you get tagged with it. And look, this, uh, Elliot, what did I say to you all offseason? We're about to find out how important that depth is, isn't, aren't we? 
Like, that's going to play yeah. in right now because, because like you said, say Amalo down. Brooks, we know, is out for a few. Mylotta for a couple games. Losing Brandon Graham. Kayvon Wallace is out now. They're still playing without Rodney McLeod. Like, we're going to find out. And I have a, a really bad feeling about that depth and how that's going to play out. And, like, it, yes, like, this season is is hanging in the balance in a very precarious way. Yeah, I mean, look, like, I know we waited 24 hours to record this pod. It's still a reaction pod. Like, the season is in serious trouble, like serious, serious trouble, because the Cowboys are going to, I mean, the Cowboys are going to win double-digit games, I, you know, barring something happening. Now, look, the Cowboys often blow it, like all those things, but they're clearly the best team. But from the Eagles' perspective, this could unravel really quickly. And yeah, I mean, look, like, real quick note on the injuries, actually, because I want to make sure I say this. I, I agree that the depth is going to be tested, and we'll see, and it's probably not going to go well. And we've talked about injuries on this pod a lot. Like, why do they get hurt? What can they do to help it? Should they play? Like, whatever, right? I'm honestly at a point with the injuries, and I never thought I'd say this. I, I think they just, like, might legit be cursed. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, I, they've tried everything. They've switched medical staffs. Yeah. They they play the guys. They don't play the guys. They stretch as a team. They don't stretch as a team. Certain guys eat into, uh, certain guys stretch individually. Other guys don't. Like, the, you know, they have a sports science program. Like, like, I don't know what they can do. Like, and Isaac Sayamalu has been hurt in his career, so I'm not saying it's like a wow. But like, Kayvon Wallace separates his shoulder. They've now lost three of their five offensive linemen in the first three games. Like, even if at the beginning of the season, when I was maybe being glass half full about their ability to stay health, I don't even think healthy. I don't even think you would have said in the first three games they're going to lose three starters. No. Like, not three. Lost, yeah, three important starters. Right. They've lost Brandon Graham, Jordan Mailata, Isaac Sayamalu, Brandon Brooks. Like, think about that. Like, it's uh, and you know, it, like we can waste more of our breath talking about why it's happening. But like, I legit just think like they just have super bad injury luck. Like, I don't know how else to explain it at this point. Uh, look, I don't, I don't know. Like there could be something. We don't know how the, I know they've changed staffs, but it's still the Eagles. Like we don't know. I, I agree with you. Like it's hard to say what it is or why it's happening, but like it, that was my concern though, was whatever they did that when we lose guys that this roster can't afford the, the, big time losses like other rosters can and like we're we're about to see it and it's man it's um again I'm I'm incredibly nervous about again cuz we're only 3 games into the season I mean who right. else who I else might like we lose yeah. at this point and you know and look I'll hand up right here and I I will I'm not at all uh in condemning a career or whatever cuz I he did not have a training camp and that does matter and he is coming off serious injuries but Landon Dickerson ain't ready like he's not ready. Yeah. He right. certainly not as a pass blocker. Like he was a disaster last night in pass blocking. And look, again, like that's a tough spot for him to get put into. Again, having zero right. training yeah. camp and coming yeah. off those injuries last year. So I still am a Dickerson guy long term, but but he's not ready. He's gonna have to play all the time. Nate Herbig's in there now too. You got two brand new guards. I mean, it's just and look, Andre Dillard, you like, what one thing you were right about this one for sure. <laughs> on you were more nervous about Dickerson than Dillard, and that proved out for sure. Dillard was, you know, one of the the few not I won't say bright spots, but brighter, I think he was brighter, bright spot. brighter. So him and Hargrave, right? Hargrave was definitely a yeah, bright spot. Hargrave, yeah. But and honestly, the punter is like amazing. Oh yeah, but, dude, that guy's <laughs> legit, legit, legit. The backspin yeah. is amazing. But yeah, it's um, I I'm really concerned about the roster heading into the next few weeks, and and if they lose more guys, I mean, it's a it's a bad spot for them, man. Like it really is, dude. Like, it's unbelievable 
how quickly it fell apart. I know. Like, I, I was well aware that I could have been wrong about my prediction. And by the way, I don't think you'll care if I said if I don't think you'll care if I say this, but Eskin texted me last night and was like, "Does that pick six count as one of the thirty-five for Jalen Hurts?" Well, well played by him. It's a good line, but, by uh, Howard. It's a good line. It was, but like, I refuse to believe I was this wrong. Like, like <laughs> I, I can't believe how quick. Like, in honestly, I t- I tweeted this last night, and I'll I'll say it again. That loss last night really hammers home how frustrating the 49ers loss was because if you beat the 49ers you're two and one right so like you're feeling okay about that you beat a uh you know you beat i'll say a good niners team like they were pretty competitive versus green bay and like you know you get smoked by dallas but at least you're two and one but like you know to put together those back-to-back games and then the injuries and like for hurts not to play well it just like Sirianni, it's it's a major test. I I I tweeted it. It's a headline of my story. Like this is a crisis moment for the for the team. Like for Sirianni, this is like a crisis moment. Like he how he handles this could ultimately define his time here in Philadelphia. Like we we did this show during the off season, and you disagreed with me, and it's probably still you know a little crazy, but like like if they fall to one and six and they finish like three and fourteen or whatever, like is Sirianni definitely back next no, year? No, no. No, he's not. Right? So, like, this is this is a crisis moment right now. And I know that people might be listening and thinking, like, are you overreacting, whatever. Like, I don't I don't think so. Like, th- this is a huge moment for, for the franchise. And to your point, like, you know, I don't think Howie survives this. Nor if, should if, he. Nor should he. Nor, if this goes that way, he should not. 14, he should be gone. I yep. Or, you know. I'm not saying exactly three and 14, but if it's you know an ugly I mean. year, yeah, like yeah. he should be gone. I agree with that. Yeah. But the like, point is if they're going to fire Nick Sirianni after one year, you can't let Howie be here for another coach hire. Is really what it comes and down also, to. And also, also you can't, you can't let Howie pick, pick the next quarterback. Yeah, that so, too. And, and this is what I said last year. Like if, if the season goes on and there's still real concerns about Sirianni, like you cannot let him coach the next quarterback. But, and of yeah. course we've so much stuff to talk about. I know. But, I know. The last what last thing I'll say, because I don't even want to talk about Deshaun Watson, but like the dog culture stuff, like done, man, enough, enough. It looks so bad. It looks like, it looks it, again. I hate it because I said I it or, to convince myself into well, it. I was it, like, you know what? The players seem to like it. Whatever. I know it's but, Harry High School, right? Like we don't want to like go back to that. D.A.W.G. I know. Like that should have been the first red flag. I know. I know. No, I know it's bad, man. It's bad, and and you're right. How he handles this is going to go a long way to deciding if he's going to be the Eagles' coach next year. Like I, I did not. We argued about this before, and I, you, like, look, if it, and again, teams have these type of losses and bounce back. We've seen the Eagles have losses like this and bounce yeah, back. Yeah, but our gut is telling us. I know, yeah. I know. That's why I'm just caveating here. But I agree. But I, like, the if it heads in the direction it's heading, and if they continue to be sloppy and continue to to, you know, and it falls apart. Yeah, I definitely think he could be fired after one year. And I think how he should be fired. And I think that it's a whole new thing. So it, it's this is a massive moment for this franchise. And, I, you know, I'm not optimistic right now. Like, I don't know how you could be after last night. To, and again, I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts is going to suck or this or that. But like, I don't know how you could look at any of this and feel optimistic moving forward. Have you seen, I haven't seen this yet. Be honest if you have. Have you seen the line on the Parks app for the Chiefs game? So I saw that it Don't was— Don't tell me if you have because I want to try to guess it. Okay, so I, I saw what it was 
yesterday before the game. I don't know what it is now. I will pull it up. Let's see if you could try to guess it. Hold on. I'm pulling it up okay, right now. I was going to pull it up, but I'll I got mine. it. That way you can guess. Hold on. I'm pulling it up on the Parks Sportsbook app. You should also download it. All right. Uh, I have the line in front of me. What do you think it is? Okay. So it's got to be double digits. Like the, the Chiefs need a win. The Eagles were just awful. They've lost two in a row. I'm just trying to debate if it's over 13. I'm going to go – I actually, I don't think there's any bump the Eagles will get. I don't think they'll get a home bump. I don't think they'll get, like, a good team bump. I mean, is it is it, like, 14 and a half? It is half that. The Eagles are a seven-point underdog. Are you serious? I swear to God. Wow. That'll go up. This will be nine, nine and a yeah, half by game time. I know no one on this pod, no one listening wants to bet against the Eagles, but like. um, Yeah, that is it. Grab the line. Grab the yeah, line right now. That, like, the Eagles are losing by more than seven is, points. Is it an Andy Reid thing? I don't, honestly, I don't know what it is. I think it's just a weird line. I bet you when we do the Parks Picks pod later in the week, when we, you know, get there, I'll bet you it's higher. I'll bet you it goes up. I, I would be shocked if that doesn't go up. I'm embarrassed, I guess, that high, but like. Also, I'm not. I would, I, it should be ten points, like nine and a half, ten or something. I had a good week picking games. Oh, look at you! Did you really? Yeah, I counted mine up. I haven't counted yours up yet, but I think I did better because there were a few. We oh, you did. You did end up taking the Cowboys, and I wrote that wrong. You definitely took the. Eagles. Well, yeah, I I I originally was taking the Cowboys, but then the, the I was like, all right, my fortieth birthday, I'm not gonna pick them. So like, I wanted to pick the Cowboys for the picks, but I couldn't because right, of, right. Whatever. It's a loss I'll take. I'll accept that loss on the, the yeah. ledger. So I went, I believe, 10 and 5. Look at you, so, buddy. Any positive from this. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not doing it for me, Ellie. Um, it's not getting me going. Uh, no. But I'm happy for you, buddy. I'm very happy for you. We'll Thank talk you. more about that I'm, later. I'm like week. an hour and a half asleep. So. Yes. Dude, trust me. I, I definitely feel you. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, man. I, again, I want to just reiterate, too, though, like that. I do think we have to start getting back to talking about Howie here because, you know, this offseason where there was a lot of things that and, and ones that I was excited about, ones that you were excited about, like so far, like nothing is working. Like Anthony so, Harris, Eric Wilson, the draft picks, like none of it's worked. So I agree with you, and I'm not doing this to like deflect. I know people say I'm like a Howie guy or whatever. I just can't do the Howie convo already. Like, the season just started. We spent all offseason No, I get it. Trust me, I get it. But again, for people (laughs) like me, who the whole offseason was about all the reports, all the Howie stuff, all the Howie Lurie stuff and all that, like, when you see a night like last night and you see Sirianni look the way he did and all this stuff, it's like, and the roster looked, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, yes, they've had injuries and it's going to get worse and worse. But let's be honest, Dallas's roster outclassed the Eagles' roster last night. Like, it wasn't just coaching. It wasn't just Jalen Hurts. Like, Dallas was faster, stronger, better on both sides of the ball. And that's where it comes back to Howie. And so if you're like me and come into the season with that perspective, like, you know, of course, this is just more examples of of Howie, you know? So I I mean, that that one receiver on the Cowboys, number one, like Cedric Wilson is like better than anyone we got right now. I, mean, I was going to say that? like, he's, he looked better last night to me, even on that catch he didn't make on the sideline. than like Rager has ever. It's crazy ever. how quickly it falls apart. Cause well, you know, like three weeks ago, I'm like Rager had a great camp, yeah. but you know, and it, all those things are true, but it all fell apart. Yeah. And again, like I, like I stood with seven. I'm happy. I stood with seven. I actually feel like there's a real good chance that's too high at this point, but but look, I'm I like everyone. Their schedule's I think bad. a lot of us got excited after week one. And, and guess what? That's okay. Like, that's the point of being a fan. Like, yeah. and, and they looked awesome. It's just, you know, 
all the stuff we kind of hoped wasn't the reason for week one, that the, you know, not having a book on Sirianni, Atlanta just being one of the worst teams in football, this, that, this, that. It's like, it's all kind of looking like that. That was more the reason than the Eagles are good. You know, that, that's what's up. Dude, that Chiefs line, like, are they going to beat the Chiefs? No, no. I know they're not, but like, it's a weird line. line. It's a weird line. Let's see where it goes. If it just keeps going up and, and the Sharps keep put money and it's nine, nine and a half by game time, then it's like, oh, it was just a weird starting line. If it stays at seven or goes to six and a half or whatever, then we have a discussion. Then we're like, what the hell yes, is going on agree. here? But, but Let's agree. give the opening line a, a chance to, to move. I would guess it moves, would be my guess. Let's agree if it, if it has to get to six or below. Agree. Even six and a half, I will be, I will be shocked if, it, if it, it stays at six and a half for, for a long period. All right. you know, seven. Well, so, do we even do a preview pod for that game? I mean, uh, we'll, obviously we will. We will do yeah. a pod. I, it's probably not going to be a ton of Chiefs-Eagles talk. It'll probably be more of a, right. where do we go from here? But, I mean, uh, hey, they have the same record. Look at you, buddy. Look at you. Look at you. So it begins. So it begins. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, all right, hold on. I'm just cycling through my notes, see if I missed anything. Devontae, you know, um, Rookie receiver, I'm not freaking out or anything, but it hasn't looked great. And and you know that was a bad throw by Hertz last night. But I still think you know your your tenth pick in the draft has to catch that too. So like you yeah, know there was a deep pass. I thought he could have came yeah, out with too. He's been disappointing. Like, like let's be honest, he has not gotten open. He got owned by Trey Diggs last night. He did. Yeah, he's been bad the first. I mean the last two weeks. He was obviously like the entire team good week one. But yeah. yeah. Overall through three games, you would have hoped you got more out of him. Yep. 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 Um. Looking through my notes, I think we kind of just hit on everything. It's just a bunch of sadness outside of that, Elliot. It's a so bunch of what's sadness. interesting is I have the— Wentz uh, tracker, at least they're 0-3. Hey, here's the bright side, Elliot. We're on track for three top 10 picks. Yeah, and I, I truly don't believe they bench Wentz, but we'll see. But um, So I'm doing the Players' Lounge on Tuesday night with Miles Sanders. So that should be, be interesting to see what he says. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and look, if you're Miles, I'm I'm sure you're frustrated, right? I mean, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I can guarantee you that. I it's would a be contract frustrated. year for him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's just again like the, and whether or not we could debate the levels of how much not running the ball was the issue, like the fact that 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 Pro Football Reference is saying that it's the only time in the history of the NFL, at least to their records, which is Pro Football freaking Reference, that that they've only had three running back carries. Yeah. I mean, that's that's tough, man. That's tough. Um, tough. All right. You got anything else? Any final thoughts? Anything else before we get out of here? Oh, yeah. I will end on a positive note. So I was in Dallas for the game. Uh, I was at the Fans of Philly tailgate. And lots of Go Birds listeners. Lots of people asking where you were. I'm like, I'm trying to get them to come on the oh, road. but I love that. I know. But just want to say thank you to everybody uh, You know that came up and said hi. It truly was the best part of the weekend. So yeah. I will, I will follow up on that. My final thought. And again, check us out. We'll be back uh, later in the week with the Parks Picks pod. And of course, the, we'll put it in quotes, preview pod for the right. <laughs> Eagles Chiefs game. And then of course, on Saturday, one to three. Uh, but I'll, I'll, what I'll do for my final thought is uh, once again, just to, to all the people who called into the radio show on Saturday for my birthday and just all the kind words and all the tweets and all the stuff. Like, I can't tell you how, how meaningful it was to me for my 40th birthday to just have that kind of outpouring of love from everyone. So from the bottom of my heart, like, thank you to everybody. Cause you know, turning 40 is a, it's a thing. 
it's a thing. And uh, I, I just... Was, you, it, was it your 40th birthday last week? <laughs> you all made it a lot better. That's what I'll <laughs> say. So thank you to everyone. Thank you to Elliot. I've been eating my voodoo chips that he got me nonstop. Nice. Um, I have a hoagie sitting. I've not eaten in, I don't know, 13 hours. So I'm very excited. Well, I have a hoagie what, sitting buddy? downstairs waiting guess for me. Guess what? It's time to eat. We'll be back later in the week. He's Elliot. I'm James. We'll talk to you soon.